We speak to young people uh, when it comes to this, but this goes to all of us. That just goes to show you that you do right, no matter who else is doing wrong, you do right, and God's going to make sure he takes care of you, right? Amen? He says, you wholly followed God. The other 10 guys decided they weren't going to follow God for whatever reason. But you know what? You wholly followed God. You did right. Therefore, you're going to get this inheritance. Now, here we are 45 years later. 45 years later. He's 85 years old. And we look down, verse number 12. He's asking God for three very important blessings that I think we ought to ask our Father for this year. So let's look at Caleb's list tonight, if we could, on a Christmas list for the Christian life. And we should pray for these things that Caleb's asking for. So look at it. He's 85 years old, and he's asking for something. Now, therefore, verse 12, give me this mountain. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Now, before you get too far ahead and you've taken your pen out, I should ask God for a mountain. I've always wanted to live in the Smokies or the Rockies, and so there it is. The preacher said tonight that I have every right and reason to ask God to give me a mountain. All right, hold your horses just for a second. Now, what's interesting is 45 years later, all right, 45 years later, he's 85, he's never lost sight of the mountain that God said he could have. Now, I don't, under, I don't understand, I don't know the geography of the place, of whether or not Caleb could see the mountain in the distance the entire years he was wandering with those who didn't have faith. But I'll promise you one thing, Caleb never lost sight of that mountain by faith. He could always see it in here. And so now he's asking in verse number 12, he says, God, I want you to give me that mountain. Now, he's not asking God to help him retire from his faith. What was the mountain? The mountain was the finish line. The mountain was where God was leading them. The mountain was what he was looking forward to. So the first thing tonight that I believe Caleb was asking God for, number one, he was asking God for a finished faith. A finished faith. Now, oftentimes our faith, it goes in phases, doesn't it? We have faith in phases. It's like a cycle that kind of comes and goes. It's like a season uh, of the weather outside. It comes and it goes. But for Caleb, his faith was a lifestyle. Caleb started off, listen, when he went and spied out the land and he saw that mountain, Moses said, that mountain's going to be yours. And so Caleb started looking forward by faith to possessing what God wanted him to have. When times got tough, when people started quitting on God, Caleb was faithful to God. Why? Because he had his eye on the finish line. Now, folks, if there's something tonight we ought to ask God to help us with this Christmas season is we ought to be like Caleb and ask God, God, give me a finished faith. I don't want to quit on you. You know, Caleb saw so many quit on God. You know how many people Caleb watched die in the wilderness because they didn't have faith? Caleb saw them. I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure there were times Caleb had to step over the bodies of some of those who didn't have faith, who fizzled out and didn't finish for God. And he says, God, I want you to give me the mountain. I want to have a finished faith. I don't want to fizzle out. Let me tell you tonight, you're going to do one thing or the other. You're either going to fizzle out in your faith or you're going to finish with your faith. Caleb says, I want to finish. He says, give me the mountain. I'm asking God, God, give me a finished faith. Now, here's the sad truth tonight. Oftentimes, most times, I believe, Christians don't finish with their faith. It's a phase we go through. You know, 
God will bless us because of our faith. And then all of a sudden, because of the blessings, we don't have to have faith anymore. And so then we quit living for God because we have everything we need. And then God has to lead us through a wilderness in order to have faith. It comes and it goes. Why don't you decide tonight, this Christmas season, I'm going to ask my father to give me a finished faith. I want to reach the mountain. I want to get to the place that God's leading me in my life. Was that not God's will for his life? Listen, when God began that journey leading those people to that promised land, that was the destination. And the destination for all of us tonight ought to be, I want to finish. I want to reach the finish line of my faith. I don't want to fizzle out. But sadly, oftentimes that's the truth. We do fizzle out. We never see the mountain that God was leading us to because we simply didn't keep it in mind. Now, your desire tonight ought to be to finish what you started. I want to finish what I started. I want to finish with my faith. I don't want to fizzle out. What a horrible testimony to our children when we do fizzle out on our faith. Now, here's what's interesting. I don't believe Caleb waited until he was 85 to start thinking this way. I think he had that mountain in mind back when he was 40. I don't, you know, they didn't have cameras back then. You know, I don't know. Caleb may have took out a rock and scratched out there on a rock a picture of his mountain. and says, I, I never want to lose sight of my mountain. I never want to lose sight of where God wants to take me, and I'm going to reach that finish line. And all of a sudden, we got this guy over here. He quits on God. This guy over here, he dies in the wilderness. And every time Caleb pulled out that picture, I just want to look. That's hypothetical, okay? Don't go home and say, the preacher said tonight Caleb had a rock with a picture on I don't know if he did or not, but I'll guarantee you he had a picture in here. He never lost sight of the finish. He says, I want to finish, and I want to have a finished faith. Now, if it's not a priority now, it's not going to be a possession later. Okay, if it's not a priority now, look, you better decide way back yonder when you're old and 40, you better decide, listen, by the time I'm 85, I want to cross the finish line. I don't want to fizzle out. And he says to God in verse number 12, now, therefore, give me this mountain. What is he wanting? He's wanting a finished faith. But here's the problem. The reason so many of us don't have a finished faith, it all goes back to our focus. Okay. Caleb was focused on the future. Why did the 10 spies quit on God? They were focused on the present. Where were the giants at? They were in the present. Where was the mountain at? It was in the future. Can I tell you tonight, if you focus on the present and forget about the future, you're going to quit on God. You can't get distracted by the present. Oh, my goodness, look at what is in front of me right now. By the way, it may not be giants. It may be something nice. It may be something you desire in the present. But if the present desires distract you from the future possession, you don't need what's in the present. You've got to overlook the present and see the mountain in the future. Now, here's the way my simple brain sees it tonight. I think Caleb saw the same giants that the ten spies did. He saw the same ones. But you know what I think he saw in the background? I think he saw his mountain. He said, yep, they're big, but my mountain's bigger. I think I'll take the mountain. Now, folks, you may have to fight some giants in the present to have your mountain in the future, but I'll promise you it's going to be worth it, or else what was the alternative? Dying in the wilderness. I ordered my wife something for Christmas, and uh, when I put one of my wife's Christmas presents in somebody else's hands, it makes me nervous. Why? Because I don't know the lady in California that I ordered it from. And so I got on the phone yesterday. I called this lady in California. I don't know who she is. Never met her. Probably never will meet her. I says, ma'am, I'm the guy that ordered this. I'm not going to slip and tell you. She's looking at me like, 
I'm not as dumb as I look. I'm the man who ordered this. She goes, yes, sir, I appreciate your business. I said, I bet you do. I said, can you tell me if that's going to be in Mississippi by Christmas? Because that's what I put in the email when I ordered it from her. You see, I was trying to decide what the future was going to be like, and so I made the phone call in the present. Look, I'd be in trouble. No, I wouldn't be in trouble. But I wouldn't have the gift to give her in the future if I didn't make the arrangements in the present. What are you saying? What I'm saying tonight is you better start thinking now about having a finished faith later or you just might fizzle out on the will of God for your life. Right now, one of our dearest church members, one of our faithful church members, is going through a tremendous trial with her health, Miss Nettie Hayden, most of you know. Miss Nettie uh, suddenly was diagnosed with this cancer and is fighting that, and we're praying for her. And um, been by to visit her several times, and Miss Nettie is, is still Miss Nettie. I remember one of the first visits I went by there, and uh, my mom and dad were there. And my dad asked her, he says, what can we pray for? What do you want us to pray for? I want to pray with you. What can we pray for? Do you know before healing, do you know what she asked for? She wouldn't mind me telling you this. If it'll help you focus on the future. She says, pray that I'll finish well. Pray that I'll finish well. You know, a cancer diagnosis will challenge your faith. When the doctors don't give you a lot of hope on their end, it'll challenge your faith. And yet, what was her concern? She says, I want to finish well. I want to finish well. Can I tell you, I, I believe she will. I believe she will. You know why? Because she's worried about it in the present. She's worried about it in the present. There's a good chance if you're not worried about it now, you won't reach it later. You've got to be worried about how you're going to finish. That's why the song says, we know it well. It is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when my faith, what? Shall be sight. When my faith shall be sight. Folks, we've got to be looking forward to finishing and crossing the finish line with our faith so that we can hear well done, so that we can be what God's called us to be and fulfill what God's called us to fulfill. So we'll have a testimony like Caleb. Hey, I want now what I've been looking forward to all these years. But you got to start thinking that way now. So number one, what did he ask for? He asked for a finished faith. But watch this. If you look down at verse number 12, he says, now therefore give me this mountain. He said, I want to I reach the finish line, what I've been looking forward to and having faith in. Wherefore the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. Watch this. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now here's what's interesting. When you look at that verse, the second half of that verse, you'll notice that Caleb's recognizing possessing the mountain's not just going to happen accidentally. He didn't say, all right, Lord, I've been faithful. Lay it on me. Just give it to me. No, no, no. What did he say? He said, the Lord's been with me. You read the verses prior. The Lord's given me the strength up until now. If the Lord will give me the strength, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. You see, Caleb recognized it was the Lord's strength that had gotten him that far, and it was going to be the Lord's strength that got him across the finish line. Now, what is he asking for secondly? He said, the Lord's going to have to give me strength to finish this. Number two, he's asking the Lord for a fortified faith. He says, give me a fortified faith, strengthen me. 
Caleb, kind of like the amazing grace verse that says, "'Tis grace that's brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home." He said, it's been by God's strength that I've gotten here, and I'm going to need God's strength to reach the finish line. He was asking God for a fortified faith. Can I ask you tonight, how often do you ask God to strengthen your faith? God, help me. My faith is not what it needs to be. My faith is faltering. And God, I want to finish with my faith. I want to reach the finish line. I want to possess what you've called me to possess in my life. So therefore, Father, would you give me strength to have more faith? That's what Caleb's asking for. I'll tell you this. If a finished faith is not your goal, then a fortified faith is not going to matter. If a finished faith is not your goal, then a fortified faith is not going to matter. You're not going to grow or strengthen your faith. It reminds me of Mark chapter 9. I read it just this afternoon. Remember the man who had a son who had the, the Bible calls it a dumb spirit. Do you remember that? He desired that Christ would heal his son. And what did he say in chapter 9, verse 24? Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He said, this is the outcome that I want. I want my son healed. That's the outcome that I want. Jesus said the way to reach that outcome is through your belief. If thou canst believe, anything is possible. What did the dad say in the very next verse? And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. He said, you're going to have to help my faith. I desire the outcome of my son being healed, but I need you to help me with my faith so that my son can be healed. What was he asking for? Same thing Caleb was asking for. Give me strength to reach the outcome that I desire. Folks, I imagine we pray for physical strength to do temporal things far more than we pray for spiritual strength to do eternal things. Okay? How often do you pray for physical strength? I'm not talking about, to, you know, to be super strong, all right? I'm talking about God strengthen my physical body. How often do we pray for that? Oftentimes, the older I get, I think it's probably going to move up the line on my prayer list. God, give me physical strength just to get out of bed. God, give me physical strength to have to deal with this. We pray for physical strength. Here's, listen, think about this, though. Here's the truth. This physical part is not going to heaven. And we put more time praying for physical strength for this stuff to do temporal things than we ask God to give us spiritual strength to do eternal things. Caleb says here, I'm going to need his strength to finish out my faith. So he's asking God to fortify his faith. My wife came in the office this afternoon and I said, you know, I've noticed something today I never noticed before. And I'm just going to take it for face value. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus is talking to his disciples about forgiving people. That's hard to do, isn't it? That takes a lot of strength to forgive people. He said, if you have a brother that trespasses against you seven times, in verse 4 of Luke 17, and he asks you to forgive him seven times, he says, forgive them. All right, that was verse 4. Can I read for you verse 5? And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> increase our faith. I don't think that's a mistake. You go on to read verse number six, Christ begins showing them how to increase their faith. But he says, hey, if you have a brother, and bold, can I tell you, ever had one of those people that you have to forgive a lot? Not easy, is it? It's hard. And they say, look, I'm coming to you the seventh time today asking you to forgive me for being a jerk to you. 
You're like, I quit forgiving you on three, man. He says, no, forgive them. Even the seventh time, you forgive them. And the, the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Why? Because it's going to take it. It's going to take it. Tonight, we ought to be willing to ask our Father, Lord, would you fortify our faith? Would you strengthen our faith? I think this is why 1 Timothy 4.8, many of you should write this down as your life's verse. 1 Timothy 4.8, for bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. For bodily exercise profit a little. He says, be careful how much work you put into this stuff because you're going to leave this stuff behind. But godliness profiteth unto all things, not just now, but the life which is to come. Say, God, I need you to strengthen my faith. Lord, I, 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 there's the outcome. I, I know who you want me to be, and I know what you want me to do, and I know where you want me to go. Would you strengthen my faith? Would you fortify my faith? That's what Caleb's praying for at 85 years old. What did he know? He knew there was a promise, and he asked for God's power to possess it. My wife and I were talking going down the road the other day about how oftentimes in the Christian life you have people that are spectators to the will of God. She knows where I'm going with this. And you have people that are participators in the will of God. Now, the sad thing is, most of the time, Christians, we are spectators when it comes to the will of God. And we miss out. Why? Because we simply don't have the courage to have the faith to do what God's called us to do. I told Brother Nate, I said, Brother Nate, every once in a while I watch a video, and I'm like, that video would make a good illustration. But then you're hesitant, should I show this video in church? Brother Nate says, you know me, I'm always like, show it, show it. And so Brother Nate told me that I could. So I want to show you a video that I saw the other day. Did we get it pulled? I want to show you a video that I saw the other day, and I watched it, and I watched it. Did we get it or not? Maybe. Did we get it? Maybe. Let's all stare at the black screen just for a second and see if it pulls up. If not, you're going to have to wait till the next service. Didn't get it? All right, didn't get it. So here was the video. I had to describe it to you. I'll put it on Facebook tonight, and you can look at it. There was this sheep that was caught in a tire swing, all right? And this sheep kept trying to run, and every time he would run, he would take off, and he would swing around. And he'd run, and he'd take off, and he'd swing around. And you had about 30 other sheep standing there looking at him like he was some kind of an idiot. And I showed my wife the video. We were driving to Louisiana to see her grandfather. Uh, pray for him. His health's not real well right now. And we left out late Friday night, got back late last night just checking on him. And I showed her the video. I said, you know what? There's some truth to that. You know, most of the time the reason people stand back and they look at you and make fun of you, it's all because they didn't have the courage to try by faith what you were willing to try. They're just jealous. They sit back and they see, say, man, look at that idiot over there stuck in the tire. They think you're stuck in a tire, man. You're having the time of your life just swinging around. That's how the will of God is. Most people are going to stand back and they're going to watch you. And the reason they ridicule and the reason they call you weird and the reason they make fun of you is because they simply didn't have the courage to try to possess what God said you could possess. And you stepped out on faith and you went after it. And that's what Caleb's saying. He says, give me the strength to go get what you said I could have. 
God tonight give us the strength to go get what God says we could have. I pray tonight that we raise up an army of teenagers. Listen, even if not an army, give us two, three, four, maybe five teenagers who say, you know what? God says I could have that. I want to possess it. God, would you give me the strength to go get what you said I could have? I don't care who sits back and looks at me and calls me weird, calls me funny. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get what God says I can have. I'm going to be a participator, not a spectator when it comes to the will of God. Here's old Caleb. Caleb says, give me the strength to go get it. I'm going to have to run over some giants to get it. Give me the strength to run over the giants. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you prayed and asked God to strengthen your faith, to possess what God has promised? I do believe we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven at all we could have had here. I really do believe we're going to be surprised at the strength, the opportunity, the witness we could have had if we had just had the faith to pursue what God promised. But it takes faith to do that. So number two, what is he asking for? He says, give me a, a fortified faith. And then finally, you don't have to look really hard to see something else in the forefront of Caleb's mind. If you look in verse 9, he reminds them of what Moses said. And Moses swear on that day, saying, surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine what? inheritance. Look down to verse 13. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an, what does it say? Inheritance. Verse 14 says it again. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb. I believe that Caleb looked beyond himself and saw that the faith he would have was going to have an impact on the future generations. So the third thing I believe Caleb was praying for, number one, he prayed for a finished faith. Number two, he was praying for a fortified faith. Finally, I believe Caleb was praying for a family of faith. A family of faith. Now, his desire was that his family inherit the fruits of his faith. What does it say? Three times, inheritance, inheritance, inheritance. Could I ask you tonight, if it came that time, right now, what would our children what would be the fruits of our faith that our children would inherit? Is there anything that our, our children could inherit from us? Because, you know, mom and dad had the faith to go after it. Mom and dad had the faith to just step out and trust God. And mom and dad have passed us something wonderful all because of their faith. That's one of the things that motivated Caleb. He says, I, I want it because God promised it, but I want it because there's an inheritance for my kids. Folks, look, I've told you many times, no bones about it, I have undeservingly enjoyed the blessings of parents who pursued the promises of God. I didn't earn a lot of the things I have in my life. I enjoy a lot of things I have in my life because I had a mom and dad who pursued the mountains that God said they could have. In a lot of my life, I've enjoyed the view out the window of my life. Haven't been perfect by no means. I haven't deserved what I have gotten. But I've enjoyed the view out the mountain window oftentimes in my life, not because I got the mountain, because mom and dad got the mountain. Now, what I wonder is tonight is what kind of a view are our children going to enjoy? Are your children going to enjoy a view out the mountain home they have one day spiritually, all right? We're not talking about physically. Our kids are like, yes, the preacher says they have to give me a vacation home in the Smokies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about those spiritual possessions. What's the view going to be like for them because of the decisions you make now to ask God for a fortified faith that one day you could have a family of faith? 
We can't live out a life of do as I say, not as I do. I hate to tell you that oftentimes doesn't work. We all pray for our children tonight. I pray for my daughter's health. I'm so thankful the Lord's blessed us with good health thus far. My mom has bad health. My sister has health issues. A lot of my cousins have health issues. And my grandmother had health issues, kind of in the females of our family. And, and God's blessed my daughter with, with good health, and I'm thankful for that. We prayed for her before she was ever, ever born, before we ever knew she was coming. We prayed that God would give her good health, and I, I'm thankful for that. I pray for my daughter's security. You know, we're living in a crazy world. I pray that God would keep a hedge about her and protect her from the weirdos that are out there. I pray for my daughter to be successful in whatever the Lord calls her to do. But do you ever think how often do we pray for our children's faith? How often do we pray that our children are going to follow in our footsteps of faith and pursue their mountain? You know, God's got promises for our kids. Aren't you glad? One of the best things you could ever do is to help your child develop a desire for the mountains of God's will for their life. I want my kid to find their own mountain. You know, if they don't get a PhD, no big deal. If they don't become president, no big deal. As a matter of fact, we'll probably think highly, more highly of them if they don't become president. You know, if they don't ever get a, awards and trophies, hey, that's, that's no big deal. But oh, missing out on the mountaintops of God, that's a big deal. But right now, if we'll start living like Caleb, maybe there's a chance that our children would inherit a desire to live that mountaintop life because God is faithful and because God promised it. Simply put, he desired it for them, but it had to start with him. He desired it for them, but it had to start with him. So Caleb comes here at the end of, of this long journey of faith, and he asks God for three things. He says, God, help me to have a, a finished faith. I want the mountain. Or would you help me to finish faithful? I want the mountain. He asked God for a fortified faith. Will you strengthen me to finish this race faithful? And then he asked God for something to pass along to his children, a, a family of faith. Now, folks, God wants these things for us. I have no doubt. No doubt. God wanted that mountain for Caleb. But oftentimes, it's not because of lack of God's want. It's because of lack of our want. We don't want it bad enough. You know, there's, there's families that I'm trying to reach right now, families that are lost, families that are saved. I'm trying to reach. Man, I'm having a hard time doing it. It's not because of lack of my want, because if it was up to my want, they'd be saved, they'd be right with God. But the problem is they don't want it bad enough yet. And as much as it's, it's pitiful as that is, oftentimes we can be just as pitiful because our Father offers us promises, and yet we don't want it bad enough to go and pursue them. So on this, this Christmas list for the Christian life tonight, why don't we ask God for a finished faith? God, I want to finish. God, would you help me to finish? By the way, he's giving us a sneak peek. I think we're drawing toward the close of this thing. Say, God, I want to finish with my faith. I want to possess all that you said before this thing is over. God, I want a fortified faith. Will you strengthen my faith that I could do that? And then, God, would you help me have a family of faith? Our heads are bowed tonight. Our eyes are closed. Let's stop there. What about it tonight? How often?